In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And don't go gently, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome to How To Tuesday. Last week, we talked about how to choose a landing net and why you might even want a landing net. We went over uh, how to how to pick one based upon the size of the net, how it might fit in your boat. We did it on the strength of the handle, strength of the hoop, and then also in net material and how to choose a netting material that is good for the fish because that's that's the point here. We are trying to net a fish for catch and release purposes so that we can cut the fight time down, release that fish much sooner. It's going to have a much better opportunity to survive after the fight that's exactly what we want to do. There's a ton of research now on the bonefish and how fragile these fish are and how when you pull them out of the water for a photograph, not even dropping them in the bottom of the boat, but just pulling them out of the water for a photograph, even for just a few seconds, how that affects their survival rate. So you want to do everything that you possibly can to improve the survival rate of the fish that you're fishing for uh, rather than causing them undue Arm. So when you're fishing um, for bonefish, and maybe it's your first time, you are not putting enough pressure on the fish for the most part, I would say. Uh, now, I'm not saying you. I'm saying you in a general term as a fishing guide who has seen a lot of people catch their first bonefish. Typically, it takes a couple of years for you to understand how to put the proper pressure on a bonefish, a permit, a tarpon, a redfish, a snook, a cobia, any of these fish that we are going to net. So what happens is the fish gets played way too long. You get a great fisherman on the bow. They know how to pull on a fish. They know when to pull on the fish. They know when to let it go. They certainly know when not to pull on the fish. They're going to land the fish much, much sooner. And you see that um, come into play big time 
on large tarpon, where you have a very experienced angler can fight a large tarpon in just a few minutes. It takes somebody else over an hour. Uh, it's all based upon technique. The fishing guide or the recreational angler that is, it's your boat, you can use some tools at your disposal, like the landing net, to improve the, the survivability of the fish that you're catching by cutting down the fight time. So if you have a fish that comes by the boat, a bonefish, a permit, a, a, a redfish, a snook, kind of comes by the boat and gives you an opportunity, if you had had a landing net, to land that fish, but you don't, you may see somebody play that fish around the boat three, four, five more times before you get your hands on it. In case of a snook or a redfish, maybe you go in for a jaw grip, the thing comes out of your hand, now it goes around the boat one or two more times, you're increasing that. So what the purpose of today's episode is, is to talk about some uh, techniques that I've come upon in, in my guiding career that are proven to be good for effectively landing a fish. All right, so the things that can go wrong with a landing net are several, for sure, from people that don't net fish often or have never thought about that there might be a better technique to landing fish. The one situation you want to avoid completely, no matter how long the handle is on the net, no matter what kind of net you're using, you want to avoid the situation to where you are completely extended. Okay, your arm is straight out from your body. The net is 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 extended and you ha- are putting that out there as far as you can possibly get it. That's a bad situation because in that situation you do not have much strength. You've got that you're holding the very end of the net. It's long. You're extended out and you have very little strength to move in the current back and forth. So you want to avoid that that extended situation because what happens pretty often is the fish takes a turn, comes back towards the boat, goes under the net. You can't move it fast enough. Now the line's around the net. A lot of fish get lost like that. That's not a good situation to be in. So the situation that you want, like we talked about last week, is to pick a net that has an extendable handle. That's good. You want it to be as big as you can possibly fit in your boat, uh, you know, comfortably, so it's not getting in the way. So now you have not only a, a big hoop area to work with, so you're not trying to get a large fish in a tiny little net. You're, you have a, a large net. So it's way bigger than the permit. It's way bigger than the bonefish that you're trying to net, and it's strong. You're going to be able to lift it up. So with this extendable handle, I will extend the handle out as far as I can get. But in my netting position, I'm going to have my, I like to have my right hand back on the net, my left hand forward. So I'm going to have my right hand on the back of the net, and my right hand is going to be behind my body my elbow is going to be bent. My left hand is going to be down towards the water and down towards the net. I'm going to stay in this position until the fish gives me a shot. I am in this way. What's happening is that I am kind of like a snake ready to coil or a snake coiled up, right? A snake doesn't try to bite you fully extended. They coil up so that they have something to work with so to where they can extend out and get the fish or bite you in that case 
But in this case, we're kind of coiled up. We've got our left hand down by the net. We've got our right hand on the handle. And as that fish comes by the boat, you're going to let it get within the range of the net and then reach out and get it never getting fully extended. Because if you don't get fully extended and the fish takes a left or a right turn and you have to adjust and that net is down in the water a little bit, that's hard to do it. And sometimes there's current around the flats. Sometimes there's current pulling the net when it was trout fishing. All of this applies to freshwater trout fishing where we net almost every single fish that we catch. Um, it's the same thing. You get in this position to where you're never fully extended. And that is the number one piece of advice that I could give you. When you get fully extended, you have limited your ability with that landing net. And you're very rarely are you gonna you're gonna get that fish in the net. So the netting is working together, angler and guide, or angler and captain, or angler and and co-angler, however you're doing this, there has to be some communication. And what you're looking for, let's take permit, for example, you want to try to net this fish head first, if possible. Because if the fish sees the net, it's going to go forward. That's its only choice. It's going to kick its tail and it's going to go forward. You're going to see the fish go kick into the net. If you try to net it from behind and it kicks its tail, it's going away from the net. Even if you have someone holding, you know, the the front of it with the fishing line, the hook it's hooked in the mouth, he's pulling backwards, but any of these fish are stronger than that. So if they kick the tail, they're going away from the net. It's going to come out of the net. So that is not what you want to do. You want to wait until the fish offers you an opportunity. And that opportunity is going to be a head first shot and you're going to get the net as under the fish pretty much as little as possible because if you go really deep it's hard to move a big net through the water and so you can see that you go really deep and you try to lift up and grab that fish the fish swims right out of the net so you want to try to keep the net as close to the surface as you possibly can in a lot of nets if the netting is big enough i will pull the net bag up and hold it with my left hand so there's not anything dangling in the water, which could catch the line. It could catch a cleat on the boat. It could catch anything. If I keep that net right up next to my hand, um, that helps greatly. And if I keep my, my right hand, my right arm bent behind me, that helps greatly. So now that when I do see my shot, I can let go of that net bag. I can put the net under the fish's head and it will just, just like bloop right in the net. And that is the way to do it. And that's the way to do it with a big freshwater trout. It's the way to do it with a cobia. It's the way to do it with a permit or a bonefish or a redfish or a snook. That is proper netting technique. And you'll start to see as you get this and you start to practice, you start to think about some of those fish that you've missed over the years. And what was the one common thing that you can see? Or you watch, you watch another boat out there and, and when they miss a fish with a net, and then that line gets around the net. The one common thing is that they are almost always fully extended. It seems like that's what you want to do. You're trying to get the net out there as far as possible. But what you're really trying to do is you're trying to get the net out there as far as possible while maintaining uh, the ability to move it back and forth, left and right, up and down, so that 
if that fish makes a slight adjustment, you can too, and you can get that net under the fish. You also have to be patient when you're, when you're netting a fish. And um, netting a fish, you know, you're waiting for this shot. And, you know, people that are good with the gaff, they are waiting for a gaff shot. It's the same thing. If you try to gaff a fish way down too deep, it's not good. The, the, the line gets all wrapped around the gaff. It's, there's, a, there's a proper time. There is an opportunity to gaff that fish. There is an opportunity to net the fish. And if you have the proper tool, a good net with an extendable handle, and you have some good technique, you're going to start putting a lot of fish in the boat, and you're also going to be able to shortcut the fight considerably, considerably. Because the fish is going to come by, you're going to be ready with that net, and you're going to net the fish as the fish comes by, and, uh, and you're going to shortcut that, that fight by minutes, by 20 minutes sometimes. And if you can shortcut the fight by 20 minutes, that fish is definitely going to survive much, much better. So that is some proper netting technique. Um, if you are a fan of the landing net, I'd like to know about it. Tag me on Instagram, Tom underscore Roland or Tom underscore Roland underscore podcast. You can use either one. We're trying to build up the podcast site. So go give that a follow. Um, tag me with some of your pictures of uh, a fish that you've caught using a landing net. That'd be really cool. I'd like to see that. And uh, I'm also interested in your questions. If you ever have any questions about any of these podcasts, you can send an email to podcast at saltwaterexperience.com. You can also DM on Instagram. I don't really check the Facebook or anything else. So Instagram or the uh, podcast email, podcast at saltwaterexperience.com is definitely the best way to get a hold of me. And uh, let me know what your questions are. We'll do a how-to Tuesday on those questions, get a little deeper into the netting issue if you want. But that goes, that's pretty surface level on, on netting a fish. I hope that helps and we'll see you next week.